0: experiment podcast it's episode 163 and i'm your host bruce
1: hey and i'm pete and we're talking about all things mtg magic the gathering we're so excited to have one of our good friends on the show today fuji how you doing man
2: i'm doing pretty good guys thanks for having me on oh no problem anytime love it
0: love having guests on the show it <laughs> always makes for a, a more interesting, lively conversation.
2: So love having... Especially
1: one with your mind for magic. So uh, Fuji, uh, can you tell us how we met you
2: real quick? Uh, yeah, so um, just I play uh, Commander on Spelltable um, on a variety of Discord servers. And uh, we met these guys uh, through that link and uh, have had some really, I think, memorable, excellent, wacky games.
0: Indeed. I got killed by rats.
1: <laughs> I got killed by worse things, believe me. Than rats. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Excellent. So uh, we like to start the show with Garbage or Great, and Fuji was gracious enough to give us some cardboard to examine. So, uh, Fuji, what was the first card that you had for us today?
2: Uh, all right. Well, I want to introduce y'all to Vanishing. Uh, Vanishing is from Visions, about 50 cents, I think. It's a one ma- one blue mana enchantment aura, enchant creature, and for two blue enchanted creature
1: phases out. Bruce, what do you think about this one?
0: I think this is a rules nightmare, but um beyond that, uh, let me... Uh, okay, so you... Chi- I gotta ask you, Fuji, do you usually use this in an aggressive sense, where you slap it on your opponent's, like, key bomb or commander or whatever just keep it phased out forever so it doesn't impact or do you do it to in protection of your own stuff? How is this usually used?
2: Well, that's one of the things I like about it because you can use it both ways, right? It has purpose on both ends. If you're getting faced down by some gigantic Voltron nightmare or an opponent has a crazy powerful engine card like a Prosper, you can uh, phase it out Yeah, to to have that interaction, but also um, a lot of my decks are engine decks, and it protects my maybe smaller, weaker, or scary in its own way. So I can phase it out while I'm not doing anything with it. Then it'll come back and then I can get my value at my next turn.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm going to be honest, Pete. Like normally, I would hate hate an aura like this. Right? It doesn't doesn't increase my stats on my creature. It doesn't. Really, it doesn't do a whole lot more for my creature. But I do appreciate the flexibility where you can slap it on your opponents. Big, scary thing. And that's how I think I would probably be using it. Like, I can imagine playing a Corvold deck or some sort of other terrifying monster and phasing it out, basically like just making it not be a thing. Um, And I, I think, obviously, if I'm putting it in a deck, I'm probably finding a way that I can then haul it off whatever thing that dies or get it back from my graveyard with like a Hannah ship's navigator or a Tameshi or something, and then using it again, which I think sounds like a ton of fun. If you get caught out or you need to, I don't know, you need to find a way to get it off your opponent's creature. You can do that. So I think this is probably pretty great. Um, And, you know, I can see a lot of places you'd put it in, you put it in your, your enchantress decks and drop a bunch of, cards off of it for triggering things. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. What do
1: you think, Pete? So, you know, it's difficult to activate uh, unless you're playing mono-blue, I think. Uh, there's a little bit of limitations. You really have to hold up your hand or your mana. Um, but, the only other time I've seen this card, this reminded me of a situation I occurred when I started playing the game, was um, someone was playing mono-blue braids, so they would, you know, phaser in, Ooh. cheat out all the big stuff, and then phaser out. So no one else could do it, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, I know exactly yeah. what Fuji does with this card; it's very messed up, and I I love it. <laughs> but I would never play this card, so I'm glad someone does. <laughs> I would just never play this card. I just don't think it's a uh, hundred like a hundred worthy. But that's just me being a little bit pessimistic about it tonight. <laughs> yeah, the, the
2: the two blue pips is definitely a downside. Um, yeah. But I kind of view it, if you're a blue heavy deck or mono blue, um, yeah. you're not really doing too much more than holding up an equip cost.
1: For sure. And then also, oh, like sure. most counter spells are too blue anyway, or uh, blue and, and like colorless or whatever. So it's almost like you're countering an effect anyway. Um, so I could see the utility here. What's the next card you have for us?
2: Um, all right. So staying old school and staying mono blue is a card from Mercadian Masks. It's Soothsaying. So another single blue mana aura. Um, for three blue blue, you can shuffle your library. And for X, you can look at the top X cards of your library and put them back in any order. So the reason this one's here is because I think it's a reasonably good mana sync if you're in the colors. Um, but every time I've tried to run it, it just hasn't quite gotten there. So that's why I've submitted it to the segment here today.
0: Yeah. Like so. Whereas I like the first event I like vanishing. I don't like this. Um, if I was going to look for this effect, I'd probably run like Sensei's Top or something. But I find like that, that a the shuffle effect is really expensive. I don't think you ever would really be looking to use that particularly. Um, and then I don't care much for the, the secondary ability. Like, and there's just there's not, like, almost no situation like you draw this early and you play it on turn one. You're not really putting it into. You're not really using it, and uh, you would need to. And in order for that X to be of any value, you need to have two open mana to be able to even even make that even worth its anything. Because like one mana doesn't even change the order of your cards. So I think like you know you're giving up a card slot that's gonna. It doesn't impact the board in any state. Um, you're just you're literally just. Like it it sounds it sounds super neat. If you were playing a deck that generates infinite mana, well now you can order your deck exactly as you please. But I find increasingly in commander it's harder and harder to, to assemble the pieces to have an infinite mana situation because of the fact that you know the game is picking up all the time in terms of sp- speed. The average turn length of games is decreasing and spending mana on effects like this is not really where the game is at anymore. Um, so I, I'm kind of out on this one, Pete. What about you?
1: This is a weird effect because mostly, like, there's not many shuffle effects in general, um, unless they target like you could target a player with like Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, know, or, like, a, that's like, the one. <laughs> but 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 yeah. So Soldier of Fortune, Mine that the land, Mine Blind Mountain or whatever it's called um but red needs this because it doesn't have the card utility that blue does ironically so it's like funny that this is a blue card where uh it probably should just be a different color it's one of those cards i think they printed it didn't really know what to do with it i'm sure back in the day there was a stack stack out there that played it i'm sure you know what i mean um
2: yeah that's where i've really gotten jammed up with it is you really want to be able to dump a minimum of 5 into x right. But at that point, in a in a deck that in a blue deck that would play this, your five mana is better spent doing something else, or being held up. So yeah, it's a mana sink for the end of turn. But if you now, can't get more than five deep, if yeah, you use this not, yeah. like
1: as a bargain target, maybe like even a even something like that, or um, uh, if you use a bargain like sacrificing it for something, or uh, even if even like I don't know, I don't know because again, it's in a weird it's in a weird situation right like uh we don't really know how we could break this card yet because well, there's Hougie, not many like, effects Hougie. that do it.
0: Fuji what 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 what's the commander that this one usually gets played in or have you you've tried it with
2: uh I've tried it in Taniwa. Um I try uh, because and that's my deck that needs the most help with like draw and stacking and it never quite got there. Um I was try I tried it in an emory deck I was running for a little bit, and then I tried it even in um blue-based enchantress decks. And okay. they've still no, just I'm- never even with all the like the like a Sarah Sanctum for tapping for a bajillion mana, I still have never found a reason to dump it into that. Right. You'll-
0: yeah, like I kinda mm. I kinda hear you. Like it doesn't really strike me as being a thing that you probably want to do. Now I'm looking at some of the cards that are like that are decks that are playing it, and it's like decks that really want to manipulate the top deck of their library. Talk like so God Eternal Kefnit and uh Melek and things like uh Falco's Falco like those are the ones that like jump off the page to me where you want to manipulate the top card of your deck so you can utilize that more effectively. It's still not I still don't love it. I think it's probably something that I, I would probably play in almost anything ever.
2: Yeah, all right. I agree. <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Maybe. one day, but not today. Yeah, maybe not one so day. I
0: went, wait, we're waiting for the commander to unlo- unlock that one, and then you'll yeah. be a savant, because you'll be like, oh, baby, I know how this one works, and then we're all going to be caught behind the eight ball as you manipulate the top of your deck and uh, have yourself a grand old time. All right. What is this last one you got here for you?
2: So this last one is Mine Excavation. Uh, It's a white sorcery from Shadowmoor. One in a white return target artifact or enchantment card from a graveyard to its owner's hand with Conspire. So you can, uh, if you have two untapped creatures you control that share a color with the spell, you can copy it and choose new targets. I like that. I like this for two-color enchantress or artifact-based deck recursion. Yeah.
1: I like this in I like this in decks that don't have the utility to get cards back. Um so like Boros might struggle with this a little bit if they're not technically like an equipment deck. Or they have a few cards like that are really impactful, like a true conviction, for example. Or something that like uh can just change the game for the aggressive deck. Um that is playing low to the ground creatures. Uh I also like this in um Decks that care about tapping things like blue white Hilda, uh, you could do some interesting um, things with this too. Yeah, yeah, like I if thought about that. You know what I mean? So, like, I think what's the is it Hilda's crown? What's the card you get to sacrifice and you get to draw cards? Yeah, right. but I think that's
0: your, opponent's I, think that's your all opponent's
1: I creatures. All I know is like it could do some weird things because of the conspirability attached to it, um, and being able to copy it, I think, is just super powerful. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I think like two mana, and you like you tap two tokeny sort of creatures or like things that are minimally useful on the on the battlefield, and go and get your equipment back or your key or your that like and because it's like an enchantment, you can go with that Smothering Tide that got blowing up or that Ristic Study that got blowing up or like some other really powerful enchantment. And let's be real, these are the sorts of cards that you desperately want back in your deck because they're engines. Uh, they're gonna make your deck go or if you're I got I'm thinking like a Kiri, my man. Like if you're a Kiri deck, had somebody There's... vandal blast the table, you could go and like start to rebuild and get your get your valuable equipment out of the graveyard. And for two mana to get potentially two important pieces back out of your graveyard, um, and it's also budget conscious, like it's twenty twenty cents to go go get a copy. I think this is actually like good bang for your buck. Um the only drawback I can see is that it's a sorcery, and that kind of like sucks a little bit. But a two mana, the the cost there is not too bad.
1: Uji, have you ever tried to graveyard hate somebody with this card? No. Okay, I feel like that would be funny. Um, like, say you're playing a landfall deck, and they millers a saga or something, and you bounce it to their hand, or maybe you play politically and you give it to them for some reason. It'd be like a weird. Oh yeah,
2: way to I... use it. I, I can get you your thing back if you use it to kill that guy.
1: Yeah, or like uh, even oh. yeah, like like those exile enchantment effects, right? Like um, the three mana exile when it enters exile something until it leaves the battlefield, like uh,
0: like O ring, like an O ring. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'd be interesting like to, that. That could be to cool do it that too. way I, too.
0: I think this is I think this is the flexibility and the versatility of this card. I think is pretty good. Now I was looking, this only appears in under a thousand decks. That's awesome. a, seems yeah low criminally low and it's the top commanders that are running it are Lavinia Azorius Renegade and Light paws
1: oh to do the stack <laughs> yeah right so that's so dumb anyway, anyway, boom Stacks piece <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rule of law for the whole game
0: oh and oh wait you killed my oh. rule of law no i get it back <laughs> <laughs> i i, I i'm a fan i like that one that's a great i like that card that's pretty cool I mean, have to go find a copy of that
1: one. I like <laughs> the art. It's probably sandwiched between two fetch lands, Bruce. Don't even, don't even follow me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always make, make fun of Bruce because when I went to but, his house and I met him, he has like really expensive cards next to like 20 cent cards and it's awesome. It's like in a big white box, bulk box.
0: Okay. 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 Now let's be real. That's probably going to be squished between, between the extended art foil and the dockside distortion extortionist. That <laughs> hey, my that entire collection,
2: collection is sorted into five row long boxes too, so... love that. Yawgmoth's y- y- will is next to Yeheni's expertise, because that's how it works in the alphabet.
0: <laughs> oh, you see, you have an alphabetical system, and I do not. I have a box of junk, and it's all mixed in, and I'm like, where did that go? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. Well, all speaking right, speaking
1: of organization... Fuji, oh, have you have you have a really interesting way of using Scryfall. That um, and and if if mm. our members and our friends who like to listen to us speak too much, uh, Scryfall is a really nice tool to organize ways to find cards that you want. Um, and there's a really good syntax trick that Fuji has passed on to us graciously, and we're gonna uh, make a PDF of that and share it eventually. But uh, Fuji. First of all, did you discover this like through Reddit? Or did you go about it your own way and just uh, look at their encyclopedia that they have? How did you get into involved in this stuff?
2: Uh, yeah, so I mean, Scryfall um, shows up everywhere. But as far as um, learning how to do the searches, uh, that came about. I did read the syntax guide on Scryfall, which I encourage everybody listening to do. It's amazing the kinds of things that you can do. Um, some of which are ridiculous. Um, but also, I just needed to be able to find cards for these decks that I build that have very little on track because there's only a couple hundred or less than 20 decks. So I had to figure out how to do the, the searches myself to find cards
1: that would synergize. Cool. Very cool. So. So
0: well, I, I, I've read the syntax guide on, uh, on Scryfall and it doesn't make any sense to me at I, I, I can make hide nor hair of it. So like, help me help the uninitiated such as myself understand what am I doing when I use the syntax stuff to find my cool synergistic cards? Like what would I do? Where would I start?
2: Sure. So basically there's, there's three, I'm going to say three, but there'll probably be more primary search terms. I, that I use, um, The most regularly, so uh, every every Scryfall search syntax is going to be a word, and then a colon, and then you type what you're looking for right next to it. You can use quotations to quote marks to group your terms together. Um, The biggest one, obviously, for our format is F colon EDH, which will filter out all of the arena specials, um, online
1: only cards. uh, Very nice, yeah. It's frustrating when you find a card and you're like, oh, this is great, and then you find out it doesn't actually exist.
0: Yeah, it's
1: an
2: alchemy card. Or you try
1: to add Primeval Titan
2: into your build because it shows up on the search.
1: Right, and it's banned. <laughs> and it's banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: um, right. Yeah. CI uh, is color identity. And if you do a colon, it'll be everything including that, but up to a maximum, so uh, UW would give you blue cards, white cards, and white and blue cards. Uh, if you do equals, it'll be exact. So it'll only show you Azorius blue and
1: white,
2: it's cool. blue and white cards. Um, is Commander will show you all the ones that are legal for commanders. And then the biggest one is the O for Oracle text. And cool. then. That's where, yeah, I'll, I'll try to write, I'll write up a little thing for you guys to put in the notes or do whatever you want to do gotcha. with it. But the the biggest thing with Oracle text is understanding how magic cards are templated. Okay. If you understand how Wizards writes their cards just by reading cards and getting used to it, uh, that's the, the biggest thing ever. For example, if you type Oracle, make a goblin token, you will get zero, because okay. because magic doesn't make tokens, it creates tokens, right? Wow. So you change that to create a goblin token, but that won't get anything either because there's always modifiers before the token, right? It's always like a create a 1-1 one, one red goblin
1: right, creature okay. token.
2: So if you've got your quotes that only say create a goblin token, it'll say, well, nothing says that exactly. Mm. So you get no results on making goblin tokens. Cool. Um. But then, oh, so nice. stuff, stu- stuff like that. How they phrase uh, triggered ability cards, like the when, whenever, at when, if.
1: when if it's like the uh, logic <laughs> statements, right? Like I'm yep. sure you did that in school, right? When you were engineering your way up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> the if-then statements, uh, whenever statements. It's very interesting. Do they use those characters as well? Like, can you use those too? The so, like. The like her hook hooks and stuff. I forget what they look like. Uh, you could do some. So
2: another neat thing there uh, is you can group things uh, in parentheses. And so <laughs> and it it uh it recognizes and and or. So you can do if the cre- creature type is orc or creature type is rogue or creature type is dragon, it'll return mm. one of those.
1: Cool. Mm. So if you were like trying to do a party deck, for example, you could use that clause to be like, you know, is, you know, wizard, whatever, fulfills that sort of requirement um, to have a full party, for example, something like that.
2: You you can, but um, there's a... uh, If you do is colon party, Scryfall will give you all of the creatures that are eligible for being in a party.
1: Oh my god, so that's what, like 3,000 creatures?
2: (laughs) 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 You can find some
0: really cool ones.
2: Yeah, and and that's why I encourage, you know, digging into some of this stuff on there because, yeah, you could do if it's a permanent or if it's a spell, if it's modal, uh, if it's historic, it'll just dump you out every historic card.
1: Um, (laughs) Oh my god. But then. Is there. I'm sorry. Is there a syntax for like the, the dual colored cards? You know how like a Shadow block had a lot of the dual colored cards? Is like there a way to find like, those?
2: Like hybrid mana? Yes.
1: Hybrid mana? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a, there's a, I don't know that one off the top of my head, but I do know that you can, that they do have a filter for hybrid
1: Nice.
2: Matter I was going
0: to say, like, I, I just, I was just been fooling around with it because uh, I'm listening to Fuji talk and I'm like, I just conducted a search here, audience, because like uh, for cards, artifacts that are red, white, and blue that include the word "craft," and generated a much shorter list than if you go and search up in the advanced search features. You go look up "craft," you get all the cards that have metal craft or other, in which now you have several hundred cards to to scan through. Where using the syntax that Fuji's providing here, it gives you exactly the. I think it was about 30 cards that contain exactly the word craft in red, white, and blue that are typed as artifacts, which is, I, I think actually is going to be a really powerful tool for anybody who likes to build decks and if you're looking for a particular type of card. Um, and that's a great way of looking up. So like that's a, so I, it kind of feels like more to school right here there Fuji, because I'm like learning
2: <laughs> cool new stuff right now. <laughs> well, let, let, let me, let me give you, let me give you one more kind of fun one. Um, there's a thing that uh, the Scryfall community has gotten. It, it's the tagger, and so there's a couple cool ones you can do. You can do a tag, I think that's the right one, which is art tag, and do like hat, and uh, that one will find okay. arts I, I that, that the community has tagged with hat. But the other cool one for that one is the oracle tag or o tag, and if you just want to see all the board wipes, you do o tag board wipe, and every card that the community's tagged as a board wipe will come up. That's awesome. So if you're just looking for something generally like that, that people and you can look at the tag. There's so many tags. But sometimes when you just need to spin the wheel for inspiration, that works.
1: Nice.
0: Okay. Okay. I see what I did wrong. I said, okay, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try this. (laughs) Art. And then we want mustaches. Because that sounds like fun to me, right? I must, um, oh, did I do it wrong? Uh,
2: mustache. There's a singular mustache, but oh, not mustache,
0: mustaches. Okay. Mustache. Oh. oh, yeah, look at that! I'm finding all the guys that have mustaches. Oh, yeah. Wrathy Berserker. There we go. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. Okay. Well, then, Pete, our next mission is to build a mustache theme deck.
1: I got you, man. I, I grow a pretty mean mustache, so I, cannot. I can...
2: I- I- I can, I'm I can, I can send it. you a picture probably if you're having
1: a bad day. Just let me know.
2: So if you add is commander after your A tag mustache, you'll get all the legendary creatures that have mustaches for you to start your build. Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, go.
0: <laughs> Learning. Like Bernard Ginger Sculptor. Yeah, baby. Bruce Tarl. Oh man, I'm in. Okay. All right. <laughs> mustache cool. deck. Who wants a mustache ride? I do. I do. I want one. Sorry, I am now dating myself, and no one else understands the reference.
1: So, um, Fuji, we we wanted to dive deeper because you've you've done some really cool stuff with some decks in in the last few months. Not not even the last few weeks. So, um, every time I come back to the table with you, I always find ways to mess with my brain a little bit, and I enjoy it. So. I guess we want to dive in deeper about uh who you are as a magic player. and like what do you enjoy doing? As well as um what kind of decks have caught your eye the last uh few months? Like what are things you've been whipping out quickly and wanting to play with our friends.
2: Uh yeah, so what am I as a magic player? Uh you know, as cliche as it is, I just want to have a good time playing commander with my friends. Um the way that we've kind of evolved you know, the meta on our server um, is sort of a, probably a low to medium low vibe. Um, lots of, I guess, powerful jank you could call it, right? Um, you know, I I do play combo. I play combat damage. I play pour twenty life into a hatred and hit you with Kedis. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but oh. uh, and I, and from all across the spectrum. I I'm not a huge fan of like C D H super high powered stuff. Um because the 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 higher you go, the more optimized you go, the less room you have for silly things like vanishing. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
2: um, but I, I try to try everything because I want to try to play everything. So I've played, you know, the Thassa's Gorokal thing. I've done the mill thing and you know, I've got slivers and just try to try to hit all the archetypes as best I can. Play with all my cards.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah, and and Bruce, uh, what I mean, what 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 was it, what was some questions you had? Because I don't want to go through with.
0: Well, I mean, so you know, I mean, we've we've heard Fuji talk about sort of like like he likes to play, like sort of he likes to play some of these interesting and unique cards, um, which comes to, like brings us to the idea of like where do you get your inspiration for some of your commanders? Cause like when, when we sat down to play um, you have played uh, some of the commanders you played I've been the first time I've ever seen people playing that sort of style of deck, like what sort of uh, m- motivates you or gets the the creative juices going to, or, or gives you the, the, the spark to sort of trigger a new deck or try a new commander and try something cool with them.
2: Yeah, that's a, Interesting question. Um, Some of it just comes from just randomly flipping through the collection, and I see a card, maybe not even a commander, but a random niche payoff card. And I go, huh, I wonder if I can build around this effect. And so if if it's a neat effect that I see a card, then I do my scryfall search. Right? I go to Oracle, I'm like, how many other Mm -hmm. cards do this thing? And then I can look at that and go, all right, well, they're in these colors. Let's pick a commander and and build that way. some other ones have just been some very silly tribal ideas, mm-hmm. like I'll say, uh, well, the banding deck, right? I always wanted to build a banding deck, but every all the banding deck commanders yeah. aren't that much fun. But uh, Miri Weatherlight, that one, what's yeah, whatever cool. that one is, um, yeah. the the Celestia one is perfect for for, I've <laughs> for banding.
1: I've seen it go.
0: <laughs> I just think it um, sounds miserable because try- I remember playing with block with banding as a kid, and no one understood how it quite worked then, um, <laughs> and and I don't know if I know how it works properly today as a full-grown adult. So uh, I, don't it's, I don't
2: know. It's an it's an excellent strategy because that happened on uh, in a game I had a couple months ago where someone said, "I'm going to go to combat. I'm not attacking Fuji because I don't want to deal with it."
0: <laughs>
1: it's, a it's, a deterrent. it's a deterrent <laughs> yeah
0: exactly I don't, want to, I don't want to mess with that so I'll just go direct attack Pete or Bruce and see if I can beat them
2: uh. <laughs> but, I, but I I mean I, I accidentally built a really powerful persist combo deck because I was building Rebecca Gway Tribal and I was just kind of going through and I was noticing that all the so many of the persist creatures have her art on them Really? Oh, oops! I guess we had this, and then I found out that it worked, and it became less tribal and just focused on the combo and built a Selesnya combo deck with Asmira.
1: Yeah, Asmira. That's such a cool one, Um, because you can move the counters around, and I don't know. It's very interesting. It's just very neat. Like, The combo lines are like something you don't really see all the time, too. Like, there's Safi Eric's daughter, I remember, but I forget which card Fuji it was like a mono white card where you would sacrifice it endlessly somehow to gain like a million life or something. It was like a 1 1 as well.
2: Yeah, that would be one of the one of the persist guys. Uh, Kitchen Finks, uh-huh. I think, is the one that gains life. Um, yeah. Yeah. there's also there's also the infinite creature thing with the luminous brood moth maybe the other mono white one you're thinking about Pete where yeah. it, go, it it goes in it comes back with a persist counter it dies again comes back because with a flying counter and that way right.
1: yeah. That's really neat
2: with uh an altar of dementia or a blasting station or something, whatever you've got
0: oh my gosh <laughs> like, like, like I've seen this Vera, and I've never seen this Vera do anything good and now what you're describing sounds positively degenerate
1: it's cool because he'll make it like a, like a massive flyer as well so you have to either deal with the big butt or you have to deal with getting like comboed out but randomly like you're just sitting there and then he's like yeah I'll just do this and this and then you die and I'm like oh <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's funny not... like, that's funny die? Cause it's green oh, white. It's green white without the token production for the most part. Like, it's yeah, it's like an antithesis of the color combination at its core. So, it's fun, I for sure. I, I vouch for it. That
0: was a, that is a <laughs> cool cool deck. I'm looking around at like, cause like yeah, if you look at it like not even like the the high synergy cards. None of them are the persist creatures. It's like all sorts of other stuff like sun titans and revel arcs and things. I'm like yeah okay, but like like so. You've gone down a, down a down a down a dark a dark alley by yourself to play persist critters, and that's cool. That is a really cool synergy that, that people aren't picking up on. I like that. That is super neat. Cool.
2: And yeah. I got, the other thing for my inspiration is I like to build older commanders and ones that don't have a whole lot of decks on EDH. Right? Call me a hipster, yeah. or whatever. But
0: uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. We 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 recently compared our like. I remember Pete and I sat down not too long ago and had a conversation similarly where, you know, of the decks that I have, I think I only have a couple that even appear in the top 50 commanders, and, like, yeah. they're things that, are like, like are accidental. Like, they're not really things that I'm... They're probably because they're precon commanders and stuff like that, more so than, like, they're, like, you know, the Atraxes and Ur-Dragons of the world, right? So, most of our, mm-hmm. most of my decks fell somewhere between, like, the 400 and 600 commanders, like, in terms of popularity, so they're they're quite a ways down the down the list, and uh, I know Pete's not dissimilar too. Um, so I mean, I thought I don't think anybody. I think people generally appreciate playing unique and interesting uh, commanders, and so if you're building older ones that have still got relevant and useful abilities, then I think like you're you're like you're well within your that that tracks to me. Like that makes sense. That's how people enjoy the game. I can you know appreciate you not running wanting to play like that. Some of the terrible vanilla legends from Legends that are just bad cards. Uh, like Savitri Scarsam or something is like a six mana six four in blue black, and you're like, this does nothing. It's just a vanilla thing. That's not a commander. That's a yeah. That's a craw worm. <laughs> like, that's that's a craw worm. So, but. You know, playing Azmira, for instance, or the mono red one you have—that's like a group hug deck. Um Which one? Adamo- is, uh, that's
2: uh, Adamaro, first to desire.
0: Yeah. So Adamaro is very similar. It's like I've never seen a red deck that operates in that sort of space. I've seen lots of decks that you know imitate burn or just generally making me cry, but <laughs> to have a mono red deck that looks to. To do something very different in a unique space that's still like and and that's from Xavier's a kamigawa. It's like it's from a long time ago now at this point.
2: Yeah, like it's a long one of the com- one of the old ago. kamigawas.
0: Yeah, so I mean those sorts of I don't think it's a hipster. I just think it's you playing interesting things that are people haven't seen because you want to play interesting things. Like it keeps it's more of a challenge than playing. You know the the most recent busto c- commander like yeah. anybody could build a pet lanza deck and build some more dinosaurs because dinosaurs are popping off all over the place right now so
1: yeah.
0: you know to go somewhere
2: else and build and get inspiration i think is 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 really cool
1: yeah it's yeah, nice because oh sorry go ahead fuji
2: no i was just say automaro is an interesting one because it's so hard to control the group hug in mono red <laughs> yeah Right. That's why a lot of group hug decks have blue or white in them. Right. Is so that they have counter magic and interaction mm-hmm. to prevent yeah. people from taking advantage the of the resources. Out, right? right. And this yeah. one's like, well, I got to keep the cards in the hands. So how do I do it? And so there's some fun stuff in there, like blood moon. Um, <laughs>
1: right. But what he just wanted to give hugs. What was the card you killed us with, though, um, at the end of that one game recently, where you made a copy of everybody's stuff or you took everybody's stuff? Oh yeah, um, that was cool.
2: One, the one with Strive.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, right.
2: the yeah, yeah yeah the force. Harness, Harness by, force.
1: by force. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What cool, I was man. what I was gonna say was um, I don't get mad as well. Like like when Fuji will kill me with like um, like a silly combo with like World Fire. It's such a unique way to die. Where like. It's not that consistent, but when it happens, it's like oh, that's so funny. Like it just happened that way. Um, so yeah, no, for
0: sure. Well, we I mean, it's, it. it's hard. It's hard to get. It's hard to get, particularly salty when it's something that comes from someplace rather new and and novel. Right. It's when we got we get beat again by the same group of commanders. Like when Lathril does Lathril things and kills you with a million L's. That's not. That's like we've seen that we've ha- all had that experience where the lateral player stomps us. Yeah. But do you have, you know, Adamaro, harness by force all my things, and then I die to my own stuff? That's I've never had that happen before. That's new, that's a neat experience. That's a that's something innovative that I haven't seen before. And I'm like, that's cool. If I died like that every game, I would be like, um, uh, I'm not such a fan, but um. No, when things are new or different or fresh, like that's not salt inducing in the same way at all. So, uh, I appreciate the fresh take on stuff, which is, I mean, same reason people build different commanders. I, I'm a, I literally think it's kind of a nice way to keep the game fresh for everybody.
2: Yeah, and I mean, even if, I don't- even if I lose i love for the for the grinders right that build all the new commanders that come out on the set the new set and yes. play them for a while and then move on to the next one if i mean there's that's a totally valid way to enjoy the format it's just not for me i like i like finding something weird and then spending a few months tuning it and constantly improving it some what's, of these older ones are are more amenable to that than some of the newer ones that are very prescribed in what they do
1: what um what's one thing that drives you crazy if we're on that topic of like uh being a little bit more different nuanced in how we like to play the game? I know there's the obvious one with some of the uh, specific IPS, but is there anything else that that really i mean you you, you have a pretty good temperament, I'd say, when playing in general. Um which is refreshing as well. So uh, nice to, like not to blow smoke up your butt too much tonight, but you know. I've n I've never seen you really get a, like salty per se, uh, which is nice to see. So
2: I've I've only been salty one time. Only uh, once. One time. Oh. Yeah. Uh well now we gotta hear it. So what yeah. let me just salty Fuji. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh, it was uh, one of one of our friends on the server. Uh, I'd just been working with him for about two hours, tuning a Guillaume Master Chef deck. I had to have to lower its curve drastically, so its average CMC was almost two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we played, and he immediately, uh, what is it, time sifted me. Oh and, yeah. I, and I and I was never able to do anything again because all of my cards had such low mana value that I was never going to win.
1: You had no hope.
2: <laughs> I was just, just like ah.
1: Was it, was it our friend? Uh, I know. I think I know who you're talking about, <laughs> and I love him too. I uh, like as a player. He's all he's right. One of the so best let me read Time to... Sifters.
0: I'm not familiar with this card. <laughs> each upkeep, each player exiles the top card of their library. That player who the player who exiles the card with the highest <laughs> mana value takes an extra turn. Yeah!
1: <laughs> One time when that, when that was played against us, uh, Bruce, just to give you some other context, it was I think it was Fuji, me, and Winter, and um, our our other friend. Uh, so it was funny because Winter like was able to take four extra turns, but not the guy who actually played the card. Oh yeah, um, I wasn't in Inko. So mm-hmm. like this so our, our friend Inko played time Sifter on like turn 5 and I'm like can you not do that cuz I was playing a Kiri, which everything is three or less pretty much it's a equipment <laughs> deck right I'm trying to hit you in the face it's not that uh, complicated but um I I ended up same deal like you get your turn skipped you're like damn but winter was able to play three turns not do much of all anything at that point cuz it was weird but the, the game was just not progressing but Right. I'll never forget that card.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm say Like that, that, that represents that, that. This card is an interesting card because it represents a much older way of designing cards where they just punish the crap out of people yeah. for doing like <laughs> stuff, like having a low curve and like, like that's so the antithesis of like what, like uh, to me, the way magic is designed these days, like even since I started, I returned to the game in 2012 this sort of card would like never see the light of day. The design would never allow this to sort of creep into the game because it's so it's so oppressive. It's like, yeah, no, you're not taking turns ever again. <laughs> Cause like like you're just ugh. oh, so that would be salt inducing for sure. Now, are there like other things like that, like what like what sort of like irks you though? Like, like is there anything else in the game like that you see the like the direction of the game is headed that 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 makes you question? the longevity of the game at all there, Fuji, or, um, that, that you leave, sort of leaves a, a, a sour taste in your mouth, like any new mechanics or anything like, like what, like, it, like there's gotta be stuff that you look at that and you go, good heavens. What were they thinking?
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, mechanically, uh, the new keywords are starting to become a bit much right now. I, I have to, when I, now that I have to start keeping a cheat sheet for what's explore versus discover versus descend. um, it's just yeah. the, the walls of text are, and once, are pretty and bizarre descend, descend four descend eight and descend yeah 8, yeah. Yeah. yeah um but I, I i think you know the the game's gonna go on no matter what i say um mm-hmm. but uh i i think the design is very much about you know power creep is real and um a lot of the the commanders from the new sets are just very focused on the thing that the set does yeah, yeah. like right. I there's not a single commander out of lost caverns that i'm particularly interested in building um yeah. which is weird for a set with with how many 30 odd commanders i think are in the set and then well, all yeah, of them i'm just kind of like the main eh. set, another
0: eight there's another eight yeah. in the commander product I'll be honest with you, I'm similar. I think the only one that even appeals to me even slightly is the new Sahili, and that's not because she, like, leans into any one mechanic. She's just generically like, I play with anything you uh, did. you want to make copies of.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. to me,
0: that, like, that is interesting. But you're right. Like, I, there's a number of these commanders, like, I, there's one I, I found today. Tetsin Gnome Champion. And, say, it, it triggers when you play artifacts that have got two sides. Well, there aren't a lot of those in the game. I just, yes. I just did the the search. Right. Like, wow, that's awkward. How do I trigger my cool commander to do the thing if I can't if there isn't a critical mass of these? I'm hoping that coming up in the next couple of weeks, when that that new Fallout set comes, there's some more double-sided planes or, or artifacts, so I can, mm-hmm. you know, maybe do something cool with it. But, um. Unfortunately, I think you're right. Like, they're so hyper focused on doing the thing that there isn't a lot of room for bringing outside open ended synergy to it. So, like, Sahili is like the only one that I can identify that I'm like even remotely interested in. I'm, like, that looks kind of interesting, but I got to build like a copy deck and then yeah. kind of feel like a jerk.
2: Yeah, you, know, you you build the you build the new thing as busted as you can. You play it at your LGS for like three weeks until they bully you out of ever playing it again. Yep. And then you never see it again.
1: <laughs> and then it's just retired and you're not able to play it or people complain when you pull it out. And I don't think that's the point. Or you see a hundred of the same decks. Like that's one thing I noticed when like uh five color Jota came out, like everybody was playing it. Oh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, so like, Tago? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So, um, well,
0: that five color Jota deck just I don't, I don't like Jota. No matter, design well, no it. matter
1: how you build it, it just becomes this. I'm casting free things off the top, which is okay. Yeah. But then when you counteract it with like a rule of law effect, people get salty, and it's like, well, you're the one who's uh, insinuating this response because we can't deal with your board otherwise, or we're playing board wipe tribal, or we're playing a lot of answers to you particularly, um, which yeah. doesn't really promote healthy. Gameplay. Um, I figured yeah. out how to break Soothsaying. You just play Time Sifter, and then you try to do the do the Soothsaying. Oh,
2: right. is, is that Let all, me get my <laughs> we'll, we'll
0: we'll go get some degenerate oppressive cards, mix them all together, <laughs> and, them up. Uh, Yeah, I and make and like Rex is good stuff. And we're gonna have then we're gonna have like a good old
1: like angle hold the, the new
0: salt rating on 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 each rack will be full of Fuji's cards. All of bougie's cards are salty.
1: It's Bougie's fruit basket of, you know, <laughs> explicitive you or whatever. I love salt. <laughs> All the salt. Yeah. Alright.
2: <laughs> so but I mean, I, I think, you know, yeah. I didn't have a whole lot of experience playing in shops before spell table. There's some mm-hmm. interesting spell table etiquette. And it 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 su- it sucks when you run into salty people on the internet because there's oh, no man. Real way to do anything about it, um, but it's also just it's odd behavior when people get upset with you for say interacting with their board, right?
1: Like, yeah,
2: you didn't let I, me do the thing. Yeah, good point.
1: It's a card. <laughs> it's you would have won the game. game. <laughs> it, yeah, and it's it's a card game. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I think um, you guys both have a ton of experience, so I think that helps as well. Just uh, knowing, like, separating yourself from the game versus, like, who you are. I think we take ourselves too seriously overall uh, because of all the, you know, all the cards that came out, all of the unique ideas that we have. Um, it can be difficult to... When, when you go on the EDH rec and you see your ideas on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, no,
0: yeah, I, mean you're, I think you're absolutely right there. I think that the saltiness generated by playing on spell table platforms is interesting. Um, I also think some... There's a number of magic players that have developed a very entitled attitude around like how,
1: how to play the game.
0: Yeah, how to yeah. play the game. And they don't like it when you interact with them. But where I've far more of the opinion that I like that piece of the game. I like the 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 interplay between me trying to stop you and you trying to stop me. And that to me is that's the part of the game I like. And I don't mind if you deploy something that that sh- that stops me because i think that's interesting what people get really compl- complain a great deal you're absolutely right when you winter orb them or you or like i mean just i think it's like it's a, it's a now it's a puzzle this is now a puzzle activity how do i get out from underneath your winter orb um and i'm not alone in that category there's you know, two other yeah. players that are also impacted by it too so all right I think people on the internet have some very weird ideas just generally. Um, I spent a year teaching online as a teacher and did not like the experience of what it meant to live my life
1: almost not, not completely not online. So yeah, it wasn't your thing. Sucked. Uh, it sucked. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I can imagine when people, other people get on the internet and do sucky things on their, with their EDH tags, I'm like, ah, you are that person. I understand.
1: So
2: yeah you don't there's it's it's a lot about your own attitude too that you bring because you don't have a face either right like right. i have I have decks that are mean right i have I have a hand attack discard deck I've got a sliver deck that runs m l d and I've got world fire, and I've got taniwa that sunders people and I've been able to play those decks multiple times against the same people because I'm not bringing a ha-ha, neener-neener attitude towards it when I do those toxic things. Sure. I hope. And we don't care, too.
1: <laughs> the other thing is, like, I think the difference, too, is our, our our sort of established group really doesn't care. Because we understand, like, at the end of the day, we're we're there to have an experience no matter what happens. Even if it's not ideal for the situation, I think... There was a card you played once in Taniwa and I was like I literally can't do anything now because it was only against me at the time because I had green permanence and I I don't think anybody else playing green at the time of the table. I forget what the card was, but it was one of those old blue cards that just like gross. (laughs) Yeah, just like gross. But I'm like, eh, like Bruce, you know, I gotta figure this out now. I gotta I gotta find a way to get back in this. So it's it's definitely a good way to look at it.
0: I also think you're right, Pete, that people a lot of people on the internet this need to like when they like when you're yeah, done go. your game, just just walk away and like go and wash the dishes or lead your life. Like don't worry about the game. It's not no one's yeah. going, guess what I did to my commander pod tonight, guys? I hey. MLD'd the table. <laughs> 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 like, uh, like, come
1: on. So I don't know. Like I guess just just looking at that at how we play the game, the three of us. I think the way we're able to to keep it like fresh and enjoy it so much in the last few years especially with the challenges of the the way the game is progressing there's too many car- pieces of cardboard it's too difficult to track um sometimes is because our attitude hasn't changed like we are our, our our idea of our expectation is we're going to try to do something that was never meant to be done and if we succeed great and if we fail great like it doesn't impact us in the slightest so I uh, I think that's great, and uh, I keep saying great. But <laughs> Fuji, I- I'd love to get into your deck as well, the one that you wanted yeah, to share yeah, with us, yeah, because oh, this sure, one's sure. really cool. This one, this one is one that I haven't seen in a while, but every time it runs, it's fun. It's fun to play. It's fun to play against. So, uh, let us know uh, what what is what is the strategy here? What is the deck called? And what what are you trying to do? So this deck is called Dumb Jund, and Back in
2: nineteen ninety-four when Fallen Empires came out. Uh for my birthday, my cousin built me a type two deck that used type thick- two. Wow. That used thicket bas- <laughs> 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 that used thicket basilisk and lure to suck all of your opponent's blockers in. And kill them, and then you could run through with a bunch of other creatures for additional damage. And <laughs> so, I, I wanted to figure out how to build this in Commander, but without using the green-black partner uh, that kind of does that. And so, I found Ikra Shidiki and Kedis as partners. Um, and the red—the red gives a nice little little boost, um, but it basically works the same thing: Tempting Lizard, Thicket, Basilisk, Lures. And then other big beaters that uh that get through for either commander damage or just Xenagos oh, damage.
0: This <laughs> looks so just oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, okay. Wow.
0: So uh, A that Thick of basilisk lure deck, everyone had it because I had it too as a kid.
2: So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um
0: but yeah, looking at this, like this looks like just again. So I love the lizard blades. I'm like, let's give my death touching creature double strike, and then wish my opponent good luck stopping me from killing all of their things. Oh, venomous dragonfly! Oh,
1: That's Nice.
0: It. Yeah, no, this looks like a ton of fun. Uh, what's your what's your favorite card in this deck? If you had to say, like, what if you like the if you're like looking to top deck something? What's the card that you're gonna go? You're just gonna get a big giggle out of.
2: Ooh, well, it's always good to see the thicket Basilisk or the cockatrice. Um, but when it, it's really when I when I get the when I get the lure, because um, that's when that's that's the thing, right? If I can get the yeah. Basilisk and the lure and the regeneration, <laughs> oh, I I'm, done. Recharge, I, I'm, right? I'm done. That's that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, oh
0: man, magic right there is finest. <laughs> oh, that's what we all used to do. It's like, I'm gonna, but that the suicide swing at you anymore, and
1: getcha. Yeah,
2: but uh, I mean, the, the funniest way I've won is that thing I alluded to earlier the, the hatred on Kedis.
0: Let's read Hatred. It's been oh a long time since read Hatred.
1: I just put that in my Grevin deck uh, like a few months I bet ago. You,
0: bet you did.
1: Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I, just,
0: I just like the quietest spike. I think the quietest spike is just, that <laughs> just makes, puts people on tilt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So my question is there's two, well, twofold. One is there's an elf that does this in Golgari that I'm surprised is not in this list. It's like a 1 1. That forces you to block it. Golgari um, decoy,
0: Golgari yeah,
1: decoy. Yeah, and then the other one is just, how are you able to like assign blockers and kill everything if the creature is smaller than all the blockers themselves? What's what's like the challenge here to try to nuke the board? Do you just try to order it in a way to kill their best blocker, um, and then whatever survives survives?
2: Well, that's that's why you have the lure. Right, yeah, so, yeah. so so your thicket basilisk will attack. Everything has to block, and everything that blocks it dies immediately, or at least at the end of the combat phase. Um, so yeah. that leaves any other creatures you've got, like Ikra Shidiki, to go get you some life because they're wide open by kind of by default. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. It, no. I, I see it. No. I see it. Like looking at the deck. I was just curious because I know. It can be difficult with, like, you know, the token-producing player, for example. They got like fifty-five tokens. Um, you know, but
0: I think well, I th- I think I think the trick though, like, it's the way te- Thicket is templated, right? It's but, not death touch. It's not death touch. It says any creature that blocks it dies. So it doesn't have to right, any okay. damage to it. So it just that it just has template, to block it. I see. I yeah. see. And so it's the thick lure brain. on Thicket Basilisk <laughs> just literally kills kills it just by virtue of being blocked
2: right but Um, the the basilisk will die right if it it didn't have the regenerate oh yes which
0: you seem to have fixed with the journey to eternity which is
2: you know hilarious in its own right (laughs) and and powerhouse aura regeneration well yeah that's that's, that's, (laughs) an og that's an og card right there
0: um yeah this looks tons of fun i would love to get get a chance to play this i think it'd be great fun
2: um before your people jump onto you on the comments i know that hatred on Kedis doesn't give everybody 21 commander damage yeah but it does give everybody 20 damage which is still a lot
1: yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it kills one person and takes everybody else down by
1: I mean, say you equip lizard blades with it, right? And this everyone's like, eh, I mean, it's too damage, whatever. It's cool. And then you just slap the hatred onto it and then everyone Oops. dies. And you laugh at them. So I love that. I love that concept. I like some of the other uh, equipment like the sledgehammer and uh Nemesis Mask, of course, is a classic. I uh And then I run fogs. Which is funny oh, because fog meta that works really oh. nice, right? Because even if they block it, all the creatures will die, but your creatures will live.
2: Yeah, it's over. like a regeneration.
1: Yeah, that's, so. pretty neat. that's pretty neat. Wow.
0: Wow, I like this. This is I'm a big fan. So folks, this uh, Fuji's list is gonna be in the show notes. If you want to take a look at this, and I mean, I'll be honest, there, folks, the price point is also quite appealing for this. It's not like it's a two thousand dollar deck. It's you know three hundred and fifty dollars, which is pretty emblematic of what many many decks are are you know are running these days. Um, Unless you're running you know very diligently as a budget deck, like this is you know uh, quite a medium price point, but looks like it's got lots of play and lots of interesting things that are going to get the table just roaring. I am sure that when you're playing this, you get lots of people just shaking their heads in dismay. Is that, is that about right, Fuji?
2: It's fun. I think everybody has fun <laughs> with Dumb Jun. Dumb
0: Jun. I love it. Big fan.
2: Uh, oh, my goodness.
0: I like it. All right.
1: All right. So, uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, Fuji, where where can people find you? I know uh social media isn't your thing. It's not my thing either, but uh you've got you got a, a, a nice deck list, uh page, don't you? A pretty nice uh you know. Yeah,
2: the the only worthwhile quote unquote social media would be my Moxfield if anybody wants to see the kind of things I do. Um I think it's permission so that you can even see some of the older decks that I've played in the past and retired. Um that might get rejuvenated at some point later so cool. that'd be about the best um, most of my decks are tagged so if you use moxfield tagging feature um, you'll see them st- organized into organize like draw win con removal because that's how I have to do my process
0: cool. right that's cool. so that link is in the show notes there to audience so if you want to go check not just the dumb jund but all the other Fabulous text that, that Fuji's put together. Uh, you can go follow the link there and find his his account, his profile on moxfield.com. All right, um, folks, you can also find all of our contact information in the show notes. If you want to reach out to us on social media, uh, we've got all the social medias. We've got all, certain, all sorts of uh, platforms for where you want to find our podcast. And of course, Pete, where can they find us each and every week? We can find us on the...
1: OtisCouncil.com, Discord, we are pretty active. Uh, Again, we are in the works. We're trying to... uh, This is the year of the Epic Experiment, so we are definitely trying to experiment with ways we can grow. If you have any ideas, let us know. Um, Again, finally, big boy job, Peter. So, uh, you know, we we have some financial backing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens. Take care, everybody. Fuji! Bless you. Thank you for coming on the yeah, show. Thank you so much
0: for coming on, Fuji. Thanks
1: and again back. for having me. For sure. Um will see I you play soon. Play. We'll see you soon on the cat like on the uh you know, on the on the servers and you're going to make me sad again, and it's going to be great. We're going to have a great time. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to rest in peace me, and I'm going to be in pieces. It's fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you when you're, you're gonna playing that deck me, one, one of these days. <laughs> I just updated it, too, so it's even Fuji, more... Fuji, you,
0: you and I both, Fuji, one of these days, we're going to, like, we'll, we'll hate that stupid rest team deck right off the table. It'll be fine. <laughs> ah,
1: I have a few decks I want to share with you, also, so... Uh, like Dexai I finally able to finish your resurrects too as well. So nice. got a little bit more of a of a diversification now. It's nice. nice so Bruce, thanks man. Have a good night everybody. And uh again Fuji, we, we might have to bring you back, I think. I I think you've uh you've 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 passed the test. There'll be there, there another visit.
0: There'll be another visit from Fuji for sure.
1: <laughs> Anytime. Thanks. All
0: right. All right, everybody. Thanks very much. Have a great night. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you later. Peace.